0: You are Locked On Steelers, your daily Pittsburgh Steelers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Locked On Steelers podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter, bringing you your daily dose of all things on the Pittsburgh Steelers. It is Monday, July 12th, and we are just inching closer to the start of training camp at the end of this month we're going to talk about training camp because the Steelers released the official schedule which fans can attend so I'll talk about that and some more news and notes on the Pittsburgh Steelers including Anthony Chicklow's retirement in the first segment then we're going to dip into something I've seen trending on the internet it's a TikTok video where someone called out Ben Roethlisberger for his tendencies and being able to tell whether the Steelers are doing a run in a pass. It's grown like wildfire. I'm going to explain what it is and why I've kind of already seen this before and why it's not that big of a deal right here today on the Locked On Steelers podcast, which you can download anywhere, anywhere, but especially on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and the app Odyssey. That's A-U-D-A-C-Y, Odyssey. Remember, today's show is brought to you by rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com today and tell them that Locked On sent you. And if you're enjoying the show, leave us a five-star review with a positive comment and you'll get a shout out at the end of the show. Let's get into it. Welcome back, everybody, to the show. Hope you had good weekends. It was, it was it wasn't too hot this weekend. I was Chris was in his chill mode. I played some top golf. I had some good times. It was a it was a nice weekend to to have on my side. Hope you guys all got to enjoy some of your things yourself. So because I recorded the episode with Arthur Motes early on Thursday, we didn't get to talk about the thing that did happen late Thursday, which was we found out the Steelers will be hosting fans at most of their training camp sessions at Heinz Field. Those tickets are available at Ticketmaster. You can look those up. They're for free. Um, you gotta go, but it's first come first serve, so go get your tickets today uh, to plan. There There's several dates. all think there's total 12 practices that you can attend as a fan and watch from the stands in Heinz Field. Um, so it'll be a really cool time. And here's the thing: is that like you know if you're, again, if you're one of those fans that missed that Mrs. Latrobe and you, you know that was a yearly thing for you, North Shore's still gonna have a lot for you to do. You can go to, you can go to let's, let's go to the Steelers, see the Great Hall at Heinz Field. You can see Heinz Field itself. You can hang out in the North Shore. There's plenty of places to eat around there, um, and it's right next to. Downtown. So, like, if you're traveling in from out of town, it's a great thing. Um, I might do a show soon because I've had several people asking this question. And I apologize for those who I haven't gotten back to, but people always ask me what are the what are the what the top things to do when you come to Pittsburgh if you want to plan a trip. So I'm, I'm going to do a show on that. Sometime very soon. I'm gonna talk to some other people that might be able to help contribute to that show. But that's something we're gonna work on. If you like this idea, let me know at Carter Critiques, Instagram, or Twitter. Follow me on those, but also let me know what you what you think on those. So uh quick updates on that. So basically, uh for the people who were worried that fans weren't gonna be able to be involved. In training camp, that's out the door now. Like, you know, now you're gonna be able to see things, and you and it'll be better. Now it it'll still be very restrictive. Like, you know, I was at mini camp. Uh, mini camp, we were the, the the press was in the press box, and then we moved down to the stands. We watched from there. So I, I assume this is still gonna be a socially distanced thing between parties. So like, go if you're going with a group, you'll probably not sit right next to somebody. I'm not entirely sure what I do know is the Steelers are kind of working this out the whole NFL is just kind of feeling this out for how everyone's going to do this and make this comfortable and not put anyone at risk so um but I I do think this is great news because fans haven't gotten a chance to really see their Steelers up close and personal this is really gonna be the first chance that you've had that had that opportunity um so there's that, and then you know, then you'll still have the preseason games. Then you'll have the regular season games where you'll have attendance this year. So lots of good things on that front. Now the other thing that happened, newsworthy: Anthony Chicolo officially retired Sunday for the um, you know from the NFL. He'd been in the NFL for for, for quite a few years, about I'd say four or five. Uh, you know, you, you remember Anthony Chicolo, number fifty six. You know, uh, not a particularly memorable backup for the Steelers. But all throughout the time, he did he did have good effort. That's the thing I, that I always say about Anthony Ciccolo. This Ciccolo. He was an outside linebacker slash edge rusher who you could plug in and be like, hey, I'm not mad at you for being there. Like, you're not completely out of place. And there were times he did make plays. Like, I, I believe he had a play where he uh, stripped Julian Edelman and forced a fumble in a Patriots game the Steelers almost won. Uh, actually, I don't think they almost won that one. But still, point being, he, I mean, he br- he brought things to the table. I remember he, he, he I think he blocked a punt against the Browns one time in a season opener um, to help them win that game. He's, uh, you know, he, he was a, a decent special teamer, a depth guy. Um, ran into a scandal, uh, I believe, like a year or two ago, that was pretty scary with with his uh, with his girlfriend. It was a potentially domestic abuse case. That kind of, that case kind of went in the air a little bit, but. Uh, you know, not a not a not not a supreme athlete, not an overall talent that everyone's going to jump for. He didn't, you know, you know, he was he wasn't in high demand in free agency, so he's going to retire. But you know, Anthony Ciccolo, for what he did, he was a Pittsburgh Steeler for quite for for a few years helped that rotation of outside linebackers for a bit. Um, and, but I think the biggest thing about this is that it takes him off the table of being one of the guys that Kevin Colbert might've gotten, gone and gotten in free agency, because we all know how the Steelers do. They love to bring back old guys, like how Dan McCullers was on the team for like 12 years. He wasn't actually 12 years, but you get my point because everyone thought he was going to get cut every single year. And somehow he kept making the roster because they just knew, um, that's not going to happen with Anthony Ciccolo. He's retired. They weren't going to bring him back. And this shows that they weren't even considering him because I guarantee you that's probably what Anthony Ciccolo was looking at was he's like, hey, maybe the Steelers will bring me back. Oh, no. Okay, I'm done with football. I'm going to move on with my life. But that shows to me the Steelers are still dedicated to finding a, a, a real third option at the edge rushing position to back up TJ Watt and uh, Alex Highsmith. That's going to be huge for this season. I've talked about that a lot this offseason. I'm sure I'll talk about it a lot more leading into training camp and even during training camp we start to see those guys. So stay tuned from all that. We're going to take a quick break here. When we come back, I want to talk about a trending video that's been on TikTok about Ben Roethlisberger and his tendencies and that someone's able to tell when the Steelers are passing or running the ball. I'll break that down right after this message from Built Bar. You need a snack that's going to both help you get through the rest of your day but also be good for you. That's where Built Bar comes in. Built Bar is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. They have 18 amazing flavors, including six of their newest ones, being Caramel Brownie, Cookies and Cream, Cherry Barcia, Lemon Almond Cheesecake, Carrot Cake, and Apple Almond Crisps. There's so much to enjoy, and also... Back here on the Locked On Steelers podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter, here breaking down some things on the Pittsburgh Steelers on this Monday, getting you back into the work week. Now, this is a video that kind of went viral um, by a TikTok creator by named Theo Ash. He does like NFL breakdowns on his on his TikTok. Do go follow him. Uh, He seems to put out consistent lists. And uh, interesting content there. So he's uh, at Theo Ash NFL. That's T H E O A A S H N F L again. T H E O A S H N F L. So I mean, you know he he put out this video where basically he was able to. He said he thinks Ben Roethlisberger has a tell, and then he looked at Ben Roethlisberger's footwork during the Steelers Bills game from last year, and was able to predict. Whether the Steelers would pass or run on a given play. Now he he swears that this was purely just this was real. This wasn't him watching the play beforehand and knowing what was going to happen. You know, there's always speculation to whether that's true or not. But that's not the point here. Because let's let's take him Fred his word. He puts up a ton of NFL content on his TikTok account. Um, but when I looked when I looked at this and I saw what he was talking about, I'm like, oh yeah, that's kind of what we've known for quite some time. And I I think it's, you know, it's interesting when people who don't follow the Steelers or study the Steelers consistently find these things out. And they're like, whoa, this is crazy. Um, And and I want to talk about this in, in two parts. One about Ben Roethlisberger and then two about tells in the NFL in general. So, okay, first thing about Ben Roethlisberger. If you have watched Ben Roethlisberger like I have since I was in high school, You've been able to pick up on on a lot of those tells, especially even when he was young. Beth Ben Roethlisberger and he was running and he was mobile and and he would like run for twenty seconds before he launched like a thirty yard ball. There were times where you, he'd be under center, and his foot would be just about like a, a couple feet back from his 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 back foot, his right foot would be a little bit back from his left foot, and that's how you knew that play action was coming, if you were watching from. If you were watching on TV, like, I mean, I was able to do this in high school. Now, here's the thing. And this is a theory that I honestly, this forced me to think about. I didn't consider this in the talk of, does Ben Roethlisberger not like to be under center? Because we know that's a huge talking point about why won't the Steelers go under center more? But um, I never considered this, but that is something that I noticed a lot when he was in his first six, seven years in the NFL that when they switched to Todd Haley and he was more out of the shotgun. You didn't you didn't see that as much. It wasn't as obvious because he was standing next to a running back, and he was standing up tall in the in the shotgun, just ready to take the snap. So that might also be another reason why he doesn't go in, under center as much. Who knows? The, the, the Steelers would never confirm nor deny, deny that. they might they might deny it, but they would never confirm that even if it was true. But the point being here is that this is something, and and not to not to. Down Theo Ash. I, I think this is a this is good studying for someone to pick up on something like this, um, and, and to and to notice like where where certain certain you know foot placement might lead to an actual play. But again, if you've been watching the Steelers, you, you kind of picked up on that years ago, and I guarantee you, other teams have picked up on this and have tried to exploit it. But it's just. It's not as easy as it sounds because first of all, let's let's think about this as a whole, right? If Ben Roethlisberger has a tell, and if you if you want to go again, go look up Theo Ash NFL. Look up his Twitter, er, his Twitter, his Twitter, Instagram. But he also has his TikTok account. And if you go through, I think like right now it's his fourth TikTok video there where he breaks down Ben Roethlisberger. And if you watch that video, you can see all this stuff is happening right before the snap, like five seconds before the snap. The you know that the Steelers are lined up. Uh, and, and and that's and that's what that is. So, here's the thing behind this. If it's what this guy is describing, that Ben Roethlisberger is is about five seconds before the snap of the ball, he's setting up in a way that you could tell if it's a run or a pass. Who do you think is going to be able to decipher that on the field? Because think about this. And again, I'm not down at the Ash. I'm just saying this is where I, this is where critical thinking starts to come into place because then you start to just, okay, let's break this down piece by piece and analyze how this information could be used. Because if you're a defender, anyone on the field, you got a whole bunch of other responsibilities that aren't just watching how his feet line up. And I'll break you down position by position how this this kind of a tell wouldn't be too advantageous. Let's go let's let's start with the guys furthest away, safeties. They're too far away. They're often 15 10-15 yards lined up off the ball. You can't see past the the 15 guys that are lined up in front of you that are in front of the quarterback between the five offensive linemen, potentially a tight end, you know, at least four down defensive linemen, maybe three, but then another four linebackers or three or four linebackers and then maybe another safety that's in that in that mix or a slot corner. You're not going to see through all through all those guys to notice up uh the quarterback's foot placement unless you're like 12 feet tall and can see over everybody. And meanwhile, also the whole time you're talking to your defense. You're like, hey, hey, check, check. Like, let's let's go this. Oh, okay, they're in this alignment. We got to do this. There's way too many moving pieces on the football field for this for, for that guy to notice. Same thing goes for off-ball linebackers. You're trying to make sure that you're getting ready for the run. You're trying to make sure you're getting ready for certain reads. Um, When the the Steelers come out in a certain alignment, just like any other offense, you know when a formation comes, like, okay, we have these checks, we have to get get ready for this potential play, this potential play, let's watch for this switch, and then if you process all that and communicate to your whole defense, and then you have time in those five seconds to then identify Ben's feet behind those tall offensive linemen and everything else that you got to worry about, good for you. Because again, this this, this foot thing isn't new, it's something that's been happening for years. Um, but it's obvious it's not stopping anyone, right? Because otherwise, if, if this foot thing was, or it's not stopping Ben, it's, it's not, it's not helping anyone in particular at Ben, against Ben Roethlisberger because there's plenty of times he lights people up. I mean, heck, they were 11 and 0 this past year before they started losing. And again, it wasn't, it wasn't the, you know, the bills knowing whether he was going to run or pass that, 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 where they lost that game. Same thing for the Washington game or the Bengals game or the Browns playoff game. But it it was, when it was his his own mistakes that were costing the Steelers when he was passing up wide open receivers, for guys that were in double coverage, or just options that weren't as good. And back to again position wide position safeties and off ball linebackers you're not seeing through all that traffic if you're a down defensive lineman. You're right in the face of a 300-pound man who's trying to maul you. You're not going to be able to see that unless you you peer over. But as soon as you stand up, once you stand up as a defensive lineman, if someone catches you like that, you're done. Because then they're in your chest and they're driving you. That's exactly what the offensive line wants. So you're not giving that position unless you're an edge rusher. But even if you're an edge rusher, you're coming off the edge, maybe you can see it. Maybe if you can peer around the tight end or the offensive tackle that you're on the side of, but again, you can't be watching. In those five seconds, they could quick snap you. Because here's the other thing. When, you, when you're when you watching the backfield, if you're actually watching Ben's feet, you're going to miss the little things that you need to be able to do, like reading when the ball's actually snapped. The The half second of reaction time that could cost you an entire play if you're not ready when your man is, when he fires off the ball or when the ball snaps, that can cost you. Same thing for cornerbacks, because some people might think, well, they're further away. They can at least, they won't have as much traffic. A cornerback, if I have a receiver in front of me, my goal, I'm supposed to be staring him down before the play. I move when he moves. I don't move when the ball moves when I'm out there. That's too that's too much to calculate. And oftentimes, corners do get beat when they get caught looking in the backfield. That's one of the the cardinal sins of being a cornerback. So from safety to cornerback, to defensive tackle, to linebacker, to edge rusher, it's it's not something that you would often catch them staring in the back of the field. And here's the other thing. Even if you did stare in the back of the field, you might not be able to see it from that far away. The reason that a Theo Ash or myself or any other NFL analyst can see it on TV is because those are cameras worth tens of thousands of dollars. And those cameras were in the comfort of our home or a press box or anywhere without the worry of this supreme athlete in my face crushing me or burning me If I make a mistake here, so I I don't think that tell is too destructive. Because again, it's it's a good find by Theo Ash. He did a great job picking up picking up on that. But I don't think a lot of people are saying like, oh, this is the Steelers. Everyone knows when they're going to run a pass. That that, 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 other people taking this too far. And again, I'm not coming at Theo Ash. I'm coming at anyone who's like because I've seen several people point this out to me and say, oh, Chris, what about this? What about that? Tells aren't as big as people think in the NFL. I'm going to break that down in this next segment even further, looking at other positions in the NFL. But first, a word from our friends at rockauto.com. Chain stores have different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers. RockAuto.com's prices are the same for everybody and are reliably low. RockAuto.com always offers the lowest prices possible rather than charging prices based on what the market will bear like airlines do. RockAuto.com is for everybody and does not require membership or account login. Best of all... Prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do it yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write locked on, that's L O C K E D, locked on in their how did you hear about us section so that they can know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com today. Back here on the Locked On Steelers podcast, I'm your host, Chris Carter, continuing the show here on this Friday. Remember, you can download this podcast on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or the app Odyssey. And remember to us five stars with a positive comment, and you get a shout-out at the end of the show. Um, So continuing this talk here, again, uh, Theo Ash, NFL, with a good find on looking at film and looking at feet placement. Uh, of Ben Roethlisberger finding a tell in how he's going to pass. But again, if you've been studying Ben for years, you kind of know that that's been there. But you also know, as I explained this whole last segment, why it's not that prevalent. Uh, Because it's just too hard to pick up on those things. The reason why Spygate was such a big deal is because the Patriots were able to use illegal film angles that caught the signs from the sideline, and that when they were able to see those side, signs on the sideline, that gave them 20 to 30 seconds to be able to relay that information and say, hey, now we do know what play is exactly coming or what potential plays are coming, what two or three looks we should be prepared for. And then, then you have time to prepare and be in the right spot and, and know what the other team is doing. That's completely different from looking live on the field and picking up on things. Because if it was that simple, there, there's there's way too many tells in the NFL of how, of how things are going to be going on. If you've followed the Steelers long enough and close enough, you know that Antonio Brown had a tell his entire career with them. I mean, people have talked about it openly on radio, TV, internet, saying whenever he 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 wore his, his gloves right to catch the ball, whenever he tightened his gloves before a play when he was at the line of scrimmage, the ball was coming his way, and it was true, like eighty to ninety percent of the time. But did that ever stop anyone any stop him you know Marlon Humphrey know about this you know he had a couple decent games against a B but a B wrecked the Ravens plenty of times and again this was public knowledge people talked about this and, and you best believe these people that study film they study this for you know a, a super professional organization billions do, billions of dollars are on the line in in these in, in these arenas compared to you know what these what these what these franchises are worth when you put the NFL together as a whole, and little old me with the Locked On Steelers podcast and DK Pittsburgh Sports, you think if I'm seeing it, and if Theo Ash is seeing it, and if Tony Serino's seeing it, if we're seeing, it, you think that those teams aren't? Now our job is to you is to relay this to you and, and, make, and help you understand it as the fan, as the casual observer, because you know you don't got time to do that. You got a, you got a job, you got a, you got a family, you got kids, you got things you want to do. You got you don't, you don't care about the NFL that much. You're like, hey, I'm a casual observer. I love the game, it's fun, but I'm not that much of a nerd into it. That's where I come in. But the bottom line is when you start to look at at these situations, these tells are not as destructive as everyone makes them out to be. Again, Spygate's different because you have lots of time to prepare. But the reason why there's a difference between Spygate and just regularly picking up on signals from other teams is because it is way too hard to do in the span of a few seconds on the field to understand that stuff. Even when you do, you still got to figure out a way to beat it. Because again, the Patriots, with with all their Spygating, with all the cheating that they did, they still didn't win every single game. They still didn't win every single year. They were they had a higher percentage of winning but plenty of teams gave them too much gave them too much too much problems and again that's the completely illegal out of the way style of 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 figuring out tells for things is literally stealing their signals with cameras and footage and things that the, the NFL has made against the rules because they know how much easier it would be to do it with that technology but doing it live on the field That's not easy to do. That's why when I was talking about Arthur Motes on the Friday episode last week. By the way, go check out that episode. He did a great job breaking down all different things. But when he was talking about his former teammate, Troy Polamalu, and what made him so special was that he would study film and he would know, he would anticipate, he would know what teams are trying to do just by the alignment of things and knowing the timing of things. And if it was third down, they were going this way. That was stuff that that Troy picked up on. But that's why there's also like only one Troy Polamalu out there. Because it's... Oh, there's a lot of guys that study film out there, but it's it's a whole other level to study the film, know what the other team is doing, and then act on it in an aggressive way and beat it the way that he did. That's where this comes into play here when you're talking about this tell stuff. Like I said, with Antonio Brown, no one can stop that guy. Heck, I even talked about it in this podcast a couple months back when Marlon Humphrey went on another podcast, the Ravens cornerback Marlon Humphrey, and he talked about how, yeah, man, in both the Steelers games, uh, you know, it was so quiet that I could hear Ben Roethlisberger calling out the plays, and I knew if it was a runner or a pass. Now, mind you, I mean, sure, you could say that, but I'm like, Marlon, baby, what is you doing? Because you just told us that you guys were able to know if it was a runner or a pass, because the, you could hear literally the Steelers say the play. But y'all still got swept by the Steelers. Not a good look. But the point being is that oftentimes... Those tells aren't enough to decide a football game. There's way too much if-athleticism involved. Again, if you're a cornerback, if you're in man coverage for a cornerback, oftentimes your job is to have the inside foot of your receiver, if you're lining up up outside the numbers, the inside foot of your receiver is you want to position yourself so that it is in the center of your body and that your your eyes are pointed right at their chest, at the top of their numbers. Actually, no, I'm sorry, the bottom of their numbers is, is where you're supposed to be looking. And that way, when the ball is snapped, when they move, your eyes are processing every little thing they do because guys like Deontay Johnson, who, Deontay Johnson, really quick, really athletic. Steelers fans, you're excited about him, but he's not a top 10, not a top 20, not top 30. He, he's got to work his way into the top receivers of the NFL. He's a guy that's, but even so, you got to keep your eyes on him as a cornerback every 10th of a second to process what's he doing, where's his changes of going, how do I cover him? Because I have to maintain inside leverage on this guy. I can't let him go ballistic on us. Cause if I do, then that's my job. That's why it's not so easy to do this tell thing by me, you know, by by noticing it forward. Because again, when we're watching it, we're watching it from an a, a, a higher level where the cameras are designed to show us all the things so that we can have fun at home watching this game. But when it comes to on the field live situations, picking up on Ben, even if you did pick up on it, okay, where's they running? Where's they throw it? Where, where's they throwing? How is you going to jump in there and do it? Now, there may be times where you do take advantage of it once or twice a game. And if you pull it off in the in the, in the big play of the game at the end of the game, you know, and you make the, the game winning interception, great for you. But you don't want to have to live there because that tell might not be there sometimes. Or you might just see things wrong. No, you want to stick to your fundamentals. You want to focus on what you do. Again, that's what Juju really meant when he was saying the Browns are the Browns is the Browns and their nameless gray faces. It doesn't matter what the other team does as long as you handle your job. That, and that's been a Steelers tenant since the '70s. Chuck Noll came. came there was one time. There's a legendary moment where Chuck Noll uh, the they were they were playing the Oilers and the Oilers left a playbook. In, the, in their hotel room in Pittsburgh, and it was given to Chuck Knoll. He, in front of the entire team, the day that they found it, he tore it up right in front of him, threw it in the trash. He said, we don't care what the other team does. We are just going to be better than them because we do what we do better than they do it. That's what the Steelers have always been about. And yes, you do try to pick up on the other team's tendencies. It's not that you don't study them. I mean, Bill Cowher, and this this is, again, where a lot of Patriots fans will, will grab this quote from Bill Cowher, who said, we try to do what the, what the Patriots were doing with Spygate legally, but that's the thing. They were trying to do it legally. They were trying to legally look across the field in real time and pick up, okay, what's that signal? What? Okay, does this mean they're blitzing here? Okay, that's what we think it means. But it is infinitely harder to do that live and on the, in the field and on that situation and then compare and contrast that after your notes than literally having a camera crew disguised as a media team that's there to do promotion for the organization and filming the opponent's sideline while also filming the field, and then taking that footage back into a room, and then comparing and contrasting, and, and then ch- cranking out all this data. That's what Spygate was. That's different. That That's not just picking up on Tells. But the NFL, players are too big, they're too fast, they're too strong. This game is way too complex for Tells to be the end-all, be-all of what's going to determine success or failure in the NFL. Now, there's certain things you can pick up on, like for example, like you know if if you pick up on how a guy is is leaning one way if they're an offensive lineman, and you realize that hey, they're tired and they this guy's really putting pressure on his front hand, they're probably running the ball here. But again, when you get to professional level, the other the guys who are doing that know that, so sometimes they'll do that just to throw you off. This is, again is why NFL is such a complex game and such a hard game to play. I also think well, that's, that's why it's the best game because it's a thousand different chess matches that are going on all at once for you to have to consider. And sometimes you don't know if the tell that you're looking at that you think is a tell is really just the fake out to make you think that, oh, he's definitely running the ball here because I know that he does this sometimes. Nope, that was a tr- that, that, that's what we wanted you to think because we were doing that. Now we're throwing the ball and now you're out of position. So that's why the tells thing is not that big of a deal, as far as this one goes. When there's other things, when there's formation alignments and certain, that's different. When you're when you're waiting for those type of things, that's where I, that's where I'd be like, okay, this has to be kept in check. But again, good find by Theo and Ash and NFL. Do give him a follow on TikTok, Instagram, and Twitter. Uh, you know, I think that was really cool of him, and he does some cool stuff on it on his shows. Thanks again for listening to the Locked On Steelers podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram, at Carter Critiques. Um, you can read my work at DKPittsburghSports.com. You can check me out all over the different places. Thanks again for listening. Remember, rate us five stars with a positive comment, and you get to get to get a shout-out at the end of the show because we appreciate those who appreciate us. Remember, you can subscribe to us on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and the app Odyssey. That's A-U-D-A-C-Y, Odyssey. You can download us in all those places. Uh, we're back tomorrow with Tony Sereno for another Tony Tuesday. I won't have my voice lost like I did last week when the episode. So those who like it when I yell Tony Tuesday, you'll get the full Tony Tuesday feel there. Be excited for that. Um, and, uh, yeah, thanks again for listening. Uh, subscribe. Let me know what you're thinking. Also, let me know if you guys do want that episode on where to go for a Steelers game or Steelers practice. I will definitely do that here on the Locked on Steelers podcast. I'm Chris Carter, again, signing off here. Be back in your ears tomorrow with more on your Pittsburgh Steelers.